You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. the Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, of course, with all our sports byline affiliates around the country and with the American Forces Radio Network, giving the servicemen and women a little taste of home around the world. I got my boy, Donnie Burns, with me on the ones and twos, keeping it so hot that we sweat steam. And as always, if you want to join the show, you can. Just holler at your boy at 844 Four three six eight seven nine. So many ways to join the fantasy freestyle. If you want to get down in the cipher here on a springtime Monday, it's nice. They got the roof open here at Rock and Riley's in Studio Thirty Four. But you could also follow us on that FNTSY radio Twitter handle. You could also follow me at Spittin' Speeds. We got a couple of poll questions up also if you want to kind of engage with the show. First of all, Noah Syndergaard. The curious case of Noah Syndergaard, okay? This is a guy who refused an MRI, went out there, next start. It looks like he has a partially torn lat. But our poll question is this. Remember, you had Madison Bumgarner uh, last week on a dirt bike, and he's going to miss a couple of months. There is no timetable yet for Noah Syndergaard. And also, remember a couple of weeks ago, Starlin Marte faces an 80-game suspension. That already, we've had already about 14 of those days. So I ask you, out of those three guys, which are you looking to keep as much as you possibly can on your redraft fantasy baseball team this year that is one of the polls we'll get into a little bit and also remember last weekend was the nfl draft we had incredible coverage wall to wall with my man the fantasy executive i had my boy joey piece of pizza here with me so i got a poll question up you know do you like what your team did in the NFL draft? Okay, do you see their plan? Do you think you didn't address their needs? Or are you going to be conservative and say only time will tell? You know, we talk about how you got to look at these drafts three, four years out. That's what we're going to do when we come back. I'm going to also get into the NBA playoffs with my man Donnie Burns. We'll take your calls. Big things here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician. You're listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Don't this make a wanna jump, jump? Don't this make a wanna jump, jump? It's your boy, Dane Martinez. They call me Speeds, the spitting statistician. You're listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, of course, on our sports byline affiliates around the country and around the world with the American Forces Radio Network. Um, check it out. Here's what we're going to do here. You know, we had the huge NFL draft over the weekend. I hope you tuned in to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for coverage of it on, on Thursday night. Fantasy executive Corey Parson, my boy Emery Hunt, Mike Blewett, and yours truly, Speeds the Spittin' Statistician, held you down with three, three and a half hours of coverage. Big shout out to Jake Seeley. Um, who joined the show. Big shout out to defensive end for the New York Jets, Leonard Williams, who joined the program as well. And then Corey Parson was right back at 
had it the following night covering rounds two and three for the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. What I want to do is I want to give you a couple of takeaways. And you know how I like to do here on the Fantasy Freestyle. I like to give you a couple of angles that you may not see in just your run-of-the-mill coverage, okay? Because that's what we do here. We put the fun and functional sports radio. I give you what you need to win your leagues and win that cash. And we look a little bit deeper because I am, obviously, the spitting statistician. If you want to talk to me about any of this this hour, holler at me at 844-843-6879. One thing that I thought was really interesting about the NFL draft was that you know, I talked about it going into these drafts that I didn't think any of the quarterbacks were like franchise quarterbacks. But if you see, people invested, made moves, traded up in the first round. All three quarterbacks that were selected in the first round, uh, teams traded up for. The Bears traded up to get Trubisky. The Chiefs traded up to get Mahomes. The Texans traded up to get Watson, but not necessarily to start for them day one. Obviously, as we talked about in, in, in Kansas City, Alex Smith is your starter, and what a place to learn for Patty Mahomes under you know a complete professional to be able to soak in the offense under Andy Reid. I like that a lot. Listen, I... I I don't think Deshaun Watson is going to be the day one starter. I do think Tom Savage might be the day one starter in Houston, but I do like they went up. Uh, Bill O'Brien got his guy. Remember, he's supposed to be this quarterback whisperer. I love that Watson has DeAndre Hopkins for that Clemson connection. I think Watson is going to be in a situation where he will start to get snaps this year, and they may chain, you know, hand the reins over. Uh, on the Texans after the buy, I'm not sure when the buy is, but you know we've seen that. That's like the Kurt Warner, Eli Manning model. I think I think that's what we got there in Houston. And in terms of Chicago, you know, a lot of people are saying they are not sure what is going on in Chicago. The GM, you know, the GM Ryan Case and um, head coach John Fox, they may be at odds about what they did with this Trubisky pick. And remember, they signed Matt, um, Glennon to. Forty-five million, three uh, three-year deal. So there's a lot of money in there. But I want to d- dig a little deeper, guys. There's a couple of quarterbacks that I think are in really good shape, that I think have great landing spots, that are not going to play this year. Remember, this is the way I think teams, you know, the team, the way teams used to do it. Obviously, we remember Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay got to sit behind Brett Favre. Lesser known is also in San Diego, how they had that chain of. A little somebody with Philip Rivers and Drew Brees as a chain. Um, I like what two teams did. Remember going into this draft, I started to talk about some of the quarterbacks in that 2003-2004 range. Now, the Chiefs did it, heir apparent to Alex Smith. But I really like what the Pittsburgh Steelers and the New York football Giants did, in my opinion, drafting heir apparent that if you are in a deep dynasty kind of league, these are the guys to look for. Because, as you heard, I am not big on Trubisky. I mean, Mahomes may take time. Watson, what, who knows what kind of situation he is. The Pittsburgh Steelers went and drafted Josh Dobbs, quarterback out of Tennessee. This is a guy who fits the character of that organization. This is a guy who is exceptionally smart. He is literally a rocket scientist. And in um, what is was an, a story that I saw, he actually had a chance to interview with Dan Rooney before um, he passed away, chairman of the Steelers, a few weeks ago. And Rooney liked him. They kind of blessed his character and the fact that he thought he would be a good you know, fit as a face of the organization, as an heir apparent, as the quarterback on the player guide, you know, after Big Ben moves on, that Rooney himself, before passing away, endorsed this pick. I think that is very important. And I think that uh, Josh Dobbs, when he, you know, Big Ben has what? First of all, Big Ben gets hurt every year, so he might get, you know, a couple of snaps. 
But when he does inherit this role, he's going to have, you know, still a Le'Veon Bell in his prime, still an Antonio Brown. You know, so I think that's a very good situation. The Pittsburgh Steelers offense is not going anywhere anytime soon. So I like Josh Dobbs in two years if you're in a dynasty league. The other guy I really like is New York Giants drafted this kid Davis Webb out of Cal. And uh, I think the Giants, if you look at the Giants' weapons on the side, you know, we also believe, say Eli Manning has two years, okay? And, and I think many people would think that is like the window that we're working in with a guy like Eli Manning. When Davis Webb, if it is in fact him, inherits this, he is going to have an Odell Beckham entering like his prime with fifth or sixth year in the league, Sterling Shepard as a third year wide or fourth year wide receiver, Evan Ingram as a tight end, you know, ascending in his third year. A lot of playmakers. The Giants know that they need to build up that offensive line. I think that is a plum situation for a kid like Davis Webb. So if you're in a uh, deep dynasty draft, I like Dobbs and Webb better than some of the other guys who went, you know, Kaya to Detroit or Peterman to Buffalo. And speaking of Buffalo, did you guys see that the Bills fired GM Whaley, uh, Doug Whaley, the day after the draft? Apparently that was supposed to happen and was part of the conditions of McDermott coming on. When he was hired to be the Bills' new head coach a few, at this point, a month ago. You know, but I think it's crazy timing. They let him play out the motions through the draft. I guess you can't really replace them because you've done all this work. And whether or not you believe in the direction of scouting or the player development or, you know, who they would take, you can't just hit the reset button with a couple of weeks before the draft. So you have to kind of play out the string. But I thought that was absolutely crazy. Also, interesting note on it, though, the Plugula family, who now own the Bills, Listen, they have now fired Rex Ryan, the coach, and Whaley, the GM. They also own the Buffalo Sabres. And the Buffalo Sabres have had both front office and head coaching turnaround in the last 12 months as well. So I think that is kind of interesting. And then Donnie Burns, I don't know if you're with me, but I got a crazy story for you. I don't know if you've seen this, but there was a tweet storm around the Juju Smith-Schuster pick for Pittsburgh. So let me explain this to you because I think this is a big takeaway of the draft as well. So Juju Smith-Schuster was picked by the Steelers on Friday, I believe in the second round, and immediately Martavis Bryant, who, remember, was reinstated after a 407-day suspension recently, like a week or two ago, tweets out at someone, you know, kind of retweets at someone who was, you know, trolling him, basically saying, nah, man. This guy is not my replacement. This guy is Sammy Coates' replacement. I'm back. I swear, in real time, I retweeted this and was like, yo, that's not really the nicest thing to say to your teammate when you're just kind of like getting back into the locker room and into the team culture. Then, about 10 minutes later, Sammy Coach responds to him with just like, LOL, or ha 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 ha. 10 minutes later, Mike Tomlin has to intervene and says, play nice, boys. And then Sammy Coach responds, nah, no such thing as playing nice in football. See you on Monday, Coach. This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I went back. When I saw other people like getting traction, you know, other other outlets reporting it. But I, I your boy Speeds the Spitting Statistician put it out there right away. You need to follow me at Spitting Speeds. I'd be breaking that news that helps you win your leagues and win that cash. And Martavis Bryant had since deleted the tweet. So I think that's interesting. And to me, it signals nothing about Juju Smith, nothing about Sammy Coates, but that Martavis Bryant, I don't know if that 407 days away really helped you or not. Last thing I'll say about the, the draft is, yo, 
Amazing. 250,000 people show up in Philadelphia. I think it's incredible. I think the move the NFL made to put it outside and have it rotate city to city and not be, in essence, at a Radio City Music Hall every year and indoors. I think that's been a great decision. I like how Philly fans egged on, you know, Roger Goodell. And also they had guys... Former greats for all these other teams announcing picks, and when Pearson came up for the Cowboys, when the Giants and other you know rivals of the Eagles, they were really going back and forth at it. I thought that was great. And you know what else is interesting to tell you? If you don't believe that football is king in this country, we are in the middle of the NBA playoffs. We are in the middle of the NHL playoffs. You know, we have other things going on, but yet 250,000 people show up in essence to watch people read names out and break down coverage of guys that will not even make NFL rosters. NFL is in fact king. But check it out. Come on back here. Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're going to look with Donnie Burns at the NBA playoffs. And yo, there's a new heavyweight champion of the world. Come on back. Let's talk about it, all right? You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. the Spittin' Statistician. And you're listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And, of course, big shout-out to our Sports Byline affiliates around the country and the American Forces Radio Network on bases around the world. Servicemen and women looking for a little taste of home. So, uh, you know, Donnie Burns and Speeds are here to hold them down so they can win their leagues and win that cash. Let me get into a couple of news and notes. First from the NFL, we were talking about the draft before. And listen, now that we're welcoming in the in, the new, it's also a little bit of out with the old and a little people, you know, catching feelings. So let's get into some of the evolution of these NFL rosters. Gary Barnage, tight end of the Cleveland Browns, says that he is released. Remember, the Browns went ahead and drafted David Noku as part of their three first-round picks. Mike Glennon now says, quote-unquote, he feels cheated on, as a report says here in the Chicago Tribune. There's also, like I mentioned before, an anonymous GM said that it is bad between GM Ryan Pace and Coach John Fox there within the, uh, you know, within the inner circle of Chicago and, you know, Starting quarterback Mike Glennon feels slighted as well. The Packers have released Christian Michael, uh, running back that had, you know, really been this kind of darling of the fantasy community for years. The Packers, though, went ahead and drafted not one, not two, but three running backs this weekend, clearing the way for Christian Michael to go and have a, uh, you know, kind of backfield by committee led by Ty Montgomery. I will say this, though. Number one ranker, Jake Seeley, loves himself some Jamal Williams, who was drafted by the Green Bay Packers this weekend. The Jags, in what I think is a surprising move, have decided to pick up the fifth-year option on Blake Bortles' Bortles service. I'm a little shocked by this one. Local media is as well. I thought there was a chance that Tom Coughlin would cut the cord here, but no, they decide to pick up their fifth-year option on Blake. Darren Sproles says that this might be his final season. The Eagles did draft a shifty back late. That could be a pass-catching back in his heir apparent. And, uh, you know, other places where the Eagles need to be calmed. Cody Kessler, they come out and say that he is the Browns' starter. Remember, I told you, I think they were going to ride that way despite drafting Deshaun Kaiser. You know one thing, it's not going to be Brock Osweiler. Also, Deontay Foreman in Houston was drafted to be a Texans running back there, saying he is only going to quote-unquote spell Lamar Miller. Same case in New York for the Giants. 
Giants, Paul Perkins is the starting running back despite the drafting of Wayne Gallman out of Clemson. Uh, keeping it with running backs, Jamal Charles is visiting the Denver Broncos tomorrow. This is, you know, now that rosters are settling a little bit, think about guys like Jamal Charles. Think about the quarterbacks, and there are a lot of them out there. We may put up a poll question a little bit later this weekend out of these quarterbacks who are now that the dust has settled, maybe what teams are still looking for a backup. Guys like Jay Cutler, guys like Ryan Fitzpatrick, guys like RG3, guys like, uh, you know, Colin Kaepernick, who are still out there. In Major League Baseball, some news and notes I want to get to as well. Ryan Braun left yesterday's game with a trapezius strain. A's have activated Sonny Gray, Sonny Gray coming back from a last strain. Tyler Skaggs, the pitcher for the Angels, he's going to be out two to three months with an oblique strain. Zach Britton looks to be coming back tomorrow. He is coming back from that forearm injury. And it seems like Evan Longoria admitting that he is dealing with a little plantar fasciitis. Common feeling for him, he did have plantar fasciitis back in 2013. Other thing I want to talk about here as it comes to the draft, you know, on, I think it was just Thursday, Mike and Mike had uh, the commissioner, Roger Goodell, on, and uh, he commented on something that I think is very interesting. Donnie Burns and anybody who listens to Fantasy Freestyle knows how I feel about um, the pain management in the NFL, the opioid epidemic, the Toradol shots, juicing them up just so they can get through the day. And also, what I have said before is something of an archaic stance on the marijuana policy, you know, still... You know, in essence, testing for and punishing something that is legal in 26 states and counting. Um, Roger Goodell said that it was addictive and unhealthy. This is about marijuana. And said that pretty much in a frivolous kind of joking way on Mike and Mike. Hey, well, if you're ingesting smoke, it can't be healthy. Ha ha ha. It's sort of like a reefer madness 1950s view to me, if you want to know the truth. First of all, marijuana is legal in 26 states. And Washington, D.C. That is more than half of the states in this country. I've said for a while that the NFL has an opportunity to be a leader in this space and endorsing this or working with medical professionals to understand and use this in their athletes who, in essence, go through five car crashes per day. Obviously, the pain management, but also in what it has done for people with epilepsy, things with brains, uh, you know, as opposed to with the CTE that is going on here. In the NFL, but also Goodell is all over the map with this. Just last year, and Donnie Burns, you're a big Dolphins fan, I remember. And if you remember last year, Laramie Tunsil and Draft Time had a little bit of an issue as it related to marijuana. Remember, his they say his Twitter account was hacked, and there was a picture of him doing the gas mask right before the draft. And Roger Goodell the next day said that you know that incident and social media was quote unquote what makes the draft so exciting. I mean, he really is all over the place with this. And then, you know, when you think about, you know, despite studies that have come out and say that marijuana is not as addictive as, say, alcohol, which, by the way, you can't, you know, see an NFL game without about 10 alcohol commercials or beer commercials. You know, and when you talk about it as addicting, we talk about we, we've profiled here on the Fantasy Freestyle before, you know. The addiction of opioids and painkillers and what, what, what has happened there in the NFL. But um, here's what I truly think and the reason why I wanted to bring this up. I think I've cracked the code. I think, you know, and remember, Speeds, he brings you what you need, but also, you know, puts spotlight on these issues. I think this is all a negotiating ploy by the owners and Roger Goodell. Remember, the collective bargaining deal is up in, you know, maybe four years or so. And this is a very easy thing. That the NFL could then change their stance on him and say, like, okay, we will revise the 
policy here, but they'll only do it in collective bargaining when they can use it as a chip to get something back from the players. Why change their policy now when they're not at the negotiating table? I think this is an easy, low-hanging fruit thing that the owners can do in the next negotiation that will you know, make players and the players' union happy. So I think they're keeping this kind of archaic view until they're actually at the negotiating table because, you know, at I have no other explanation because the NFL would be a great forward-thinking partner if possible. Let's keep it moving here in the cipher. And Donnie Burns, we're going to talk NBA playoffs, I think, in the next segment because I want to say something that I have not been able to say since I've had the Fantasy Freestyle, since I've been on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And i got to tell you, it's a dream of mine. I get to tell you that over the weekend, we have a new heavyweight champion of the world. And his name is Anthony Joshua. Do you know him? I don't think you do, but you better get to know him real quick. This kid just went to 19-0 after beating Vladimir Klitschko to unify the IBF, IBO, and WBA belts. Here's the thing. This kid is image savvy. He's a good-looking young kid. He's humble. And I think he might be primed to be the first billion-dollar boxer ever. This guy is making $10 million right now. It's only his 19th pro fight. And I'm telling you right now, if this kid was an American guy, you would know him already. He is selling out Wembley Stadium and the 90,000 seats that it takes to fill it. And here's the other thing. Now, after we move on past the Klitschko era... It looks like in heavyweights. We have some up-and-coming young heavyweights. And here's the thing. They're all British. David Hay, Tyson Fury. We got a WBO champion in Deontay Wilder here in America. He can't even sell out a little arena in Alabama, yet they're selling out Wembley Stadium. I'm telling you, this is where it's going. Look, there's a lot of fresh faces in there. There's a lot of matchups to be made over the next two or three years. And I'm telling you right now, I like this kid, Anthony Joshua. I think he could be the next big thing in the heavyweight division. And even though boxing is something of a dying sport, the heavyweight division, when there is you know action there, it can get a lot of people interesting. I would be remiss, though, if I didn't mention the other kind of pillar and fan base of boxing as two great Mexican boxers will clash this weekend on Cinco de Mayo weekend when it will be Canelo Alvarez against Julio Cesar Chavez this Saturday. And, uh, you know, that's going to be a very big one from Vegas. But I do think it's interesting, this kid, Anthony Joshua, that I wanted to, you know, holler about real quick because I do think he could be the next new big face of boxing. You know what else, though? Here in baseball... We help you win your leagues and win that cash. There's so many ways to do it because now you're starting to figure out, are these things just trends? Are they real? Are they just hot starts? And we are, can hold you down so many ways, okay? Jake Seeley, the number one ranker in fantasy baseball. We got my boy Joe Pizza Pizza with the fantasy black book. Benny Riccardi gave you the definitive guide to fantasy baseball, which, yo, check out Chapter 15 where your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, is doing it big in that. And the other thing you can do, is go to the RotoExperts.com exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package. It's your ultimate bench coach for the 2017 season. Stay ahead of the pack with our in-depth statistical breakdowns, trend analysis, and player insights. Become a waiver wizard and learn how to scan the numbers like a Roto scientist. We help you set the ideal lineups every week, and this season, you get a built-in fantasy training staff with our new injury advisor, powered by Inside Injuries. Get the RotoExperts.com exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package now and start soaring to the top of the standings. And then if you enter promo code FREERADIO, you will get a special discount at checkup. 
at checkout. And that sounds big. That sounds real good to me. What we're going to do when we come back, Donnie Burns and I, we're going to talk a little bit about the NBA about the NBA playoffs, okay? Um, what we're also going to do is some interesting, uh, you know, we put the fun in functional sports radio. There's a couple of new deals out there for uh, endorsement deals that I think are funny that we're going to talk about with Don Burns. And also, one of the things, one of the stories we have been following all spring long that big three, three-on-three league, they had their draft, so we have now full rosters. Donnie Burns and I, when we come back, are going to break down the rosters of the big three tournament or league. We are going to break down the next round here of the NBA playoffs. Big things going on when we come back here on the Fantasy Freestyle. What we're also going to do is check in on those polls right now. You guys would actually rather keep Madison Bumgarner on your on your rosters. I don't know about that because uh, you know that time frame went from like six weeks to three months real quickly, and then he's gonna have to build himself back up. I like Starlin Marte because even when he comes back, he could be a reasonable approximation of himself. Depends on if you know the moral issue, how you feel about that suspend suspension. We're coming right back. Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Speeds and the Love Doctor, Donnie Burns. Come on right back. You know what it is. Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. the Spitting Statistician. You're listening to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I got my boy Donnie Burns with me on the ones and twos. So hot that we sweat steam. Bringing you back with a little bit of Nas, Nostradamus. Apri, uh, aptly used there, Don, because that's what we do. We look into the future and we tell these listeners what they need to win that cash. What I want to do with you, uh, Donnie B, is for the most part, We've got uh, the NBA series have reset. We're into the second round. You know, we saw that Wizards-Celtics game. Isaiah Thomas lost the tooth but did lead a comeback of the Celtics, and they go ahead and win game one in Boston Garden last night. And right now, game one in Cleveland is going on. I've got it midway through the second period with the Cavaliers up by 10 already. I got it as 38-28 Cleveland with uh, about nine minutes to go in the second quarter in game one of that one. Another MVP matchup potentially with uh, Harden and Kawhi Leonard will get going at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time when the San Antonio Spurs host the Houston Rockets. And I want to bring in Donnie Burns right now, aptly the uh, Fantasy Freestyle NBA correspondent, also aptly the love doctor here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Listen. Donnie, we got some interesting series that I want to talk to you about. First of all, this Washington-Boston series, I think this could be the series that goes the longest. Um, And if you're looking at Vegas, you can get one of the bets that I really liked on is um, you can bet like... For example, with this um, Golden State, Utah, you could bet Golden Golden State minus one and a half games, meaning like you think it will not go six, you know, like Correct. that it'll they'll sweep them or win in five. I like those kind of bets. But this Wizards Celtics series, I think, is actually could be poised to go the longest of the four series. I love Wall and Beal. We talked about that backcourt, how much we love them. But I actually think that. 
the Celtics survived that scare right when Isaiah Thomas had, you know, obviously family issues to tend to. And he flew a lot of miles, man, back and forth to his sister's funeral, all the travel of that first series. As you know, because we had our boy Tom Gross, um, Sleepless in America on, that sleep pattern really does impact it. I think only now is Isaiah Thomas able to get back into the flow. I think Boston can win this series. I know we've loved the Wizards. I like Boston in this series, but in a long series. What do you think, Donnie? Yeah, so I probably have the Celtics, and this is probably will go long, other than the Jazz and the Clippers going seven. But here's the thing with the Wizards. I liked them a lot in the beginning, but as I, it progressed, not only did Markeith Morris get injured um, in the last game, but Gortat's not playing up to what he could play. And at times, Bradley Beal can look a little toxic in terms of fluidity and stuff like that. The only one that really shows up every game is John Wall. And I kind of have, you know, some doubts on that. The C's look real good, and I like them in six or seven. Okay. But really, I don't think anyone could challenge the Cavs right now. They're looking really good. For sure. And also, uh, remember, we had Jason and Kenton on last week or two weeks ago at this point. Both of them actually take Washington in this series. They really? think that Yeah, they think that Washington can uh, May you know, I that backcourt. why? I don't know why. I just have this via text, okay. my friend. Right. So I will ask them again. They, guys, they might rejoin the show in a couple weeks, too, so we could ask them ourselves. Absolutely. We could see. But, you know, Donnie, you said you're tracking all this stuff. You've got to put it on the wall. Okay, so uh, remember, we got that Ted Ginn Jr. We got all sorts of bets. So maybe you want to go heads up with my boys here on this. Uh, I, ball. I, I got Boston. You and me are riding with Boston. Yep. So we'll, we'll keep a track on that. You said, you said, Donnie, that no one could beat Cleveland in the East. No. Listen, what if I told you? What if I told you that Speeds the Spitting Statistician might go ahead and try to make this his upset special? Toronto Raptors, I've, listen, they have listen, they have not they have owned Toronto, but not since Ibaka, not not with Ibaka there. And I think he may be a little bit of a difference. Can Rosen and Lowry take that next step? I don't know. I don't know that I would I don't know that I'm ready to pick that. But if I can get nice odds on it or something like that, or if I can get one of these like I'm I do think that the series can go longer than people expect. Yeah. This will not be another sweep. So uh not in in the sense of I think Toronto will move on, but I think it'll be longer than you think. Okay, I could take it'll that. be longer than you think. And if I could get something like, you know, if I can get plus 400 or something like that on the Raptors, I might consider it. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, and this is the only reason why I, I could see them doing well. I don't see them winning. Here's the thing. Cleveland knows Serge has developed an outside game. Since he was right. on the Thunder when he started, he was really just a shot blocker, defender. He has developed that outside game, which is very valuable to a Toronto team that likes a little isolation ball with DeRozan, going mm-hmm. to the basket. He's good at mid-range. So I could see that. I could see it going a little longer than people think, but I mean, the Cavs look really good. I think the West is a different story, but I see the Cavs in the East. All right, no doubt. The Raptors, though, have closed the lead to five right now. 41-36, Cleveland up. Uh, six and a little bit to go in the first half in game one in Cleveland. I agree with you, though. Let's go to the east. I mean, excuse me. Let's go to the west, um, where you think it's going to be a little bit more interesting, yeah. but... We can get this one out of the way, in my opinion. Golden State, Utah. Um, I think the Warriors continue to roll. I think, however, I wouldn't be surprised if Gordon Hayward makes himself a few million dollars in this oh, series yeah. oh, by yeah. pop, you know, by popping off on a national stage and showing the world, you know, that he is, you know, a legitimate max kind of player. Remember, I have been saying for a long time now, Donnie, that I think he will ultimately follow his old college coach from Butler, Brad Stevens, who was the head coach with the Boston Celtics. I think uh, Gordon Hayward could have something of a coming out party, but give me Golden State in five in this one. What say you, yeah. Donnie? So in the West, I have this kind of 
weird little triangle analysis going with the, the Warriors, the Rockets, and the Spurs. And the Spurs. Right, right. And here's kind of my take on it. The Warriors, you obviously at the top. Their pace is great. They defend well. But here's my thing with the Spurs and the Rockets. The Rockets, if you go towards the Warriors, they could keep up with pace, but they're gonna need to. They need. They need to hit like twenty threes. They can't defend. So but they are capable of doing so. They are capable, but at times their defense is horrible. But right. their offense is at times unstoppable. And here's the thing with the Spurs: they defend the three really well. But if the Spurs playing the Rockets, you don't know how the refs are gonna evaluate mm. Harden if Kawhi is gonna be in foul trouble because you know Kawhi will be guarding Harden, and you know Harden. You know, fakes it sometimes. So gets to the line more than hard. anybody it's in the NBA. It's a weird little triangle because all of them could play with each other, but I still have the Warriors, but closer than the East. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you know one of the things you just said. You know, I I am very excited to see this Kawhi Harden matchup, right? Because I'm not like excited said, to see how these refs deal with it. Though. Yeah, I know, but I think this could. You know. I just talked about a coming out party for Gordon Hayward. You know, Kawhi Leonard could do the same. This guy has been the silent assassin. Guys like you and me understand the great two-way player that Kawhi Leonard has been. But if he takes another step in the national consciousness by shutting down James Harden after the season he has had and been something of a linchpin and even, you know, wins a game or two with his offense as the Spurs potentially move on to the Western Conference Finals against the Dubs, this could also be, you know, an announcement of Kawhi Leonard. We have been saying, and even including him potentially in MVP conversations, oh, but he could announce himself as well. And I'm very excited to see Harden offense against Kawhi Leonard defense, right? And, so, but ultimately, where do you go? Ultimately, do you like San Antonio in this series? Yeah. Because I could see Houston. Yeah. We, we, we've well, talked about this, right? Houston has the potential to beat up. anybody, yeah. but can also be beat can by they do it, but they, Can the they do is, it consistently? They have, to shoot, they have to shoot over 50%. And they they look unstoppable. If they don't, that's the, that's where the problem lies. If Kawhi can hold Harden to under 15 points, and the Spurs advance, Kawhi Leonard is the best basketball player on the planet, in my opinion. Wow, wow! Bold best, statement. But oh, that is very that's very true. bold. Over LeBron, over Steph yes, Curry, over yes, Kevin Durant. Yes, and I can say that confidently. If you had to pick one one guy right now to start a franchise with, Donnie Burns is taking Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. Woo. Kawhi, we mean we uh, we may need to chop that up as a drop for the show. Oh, I'm the producer. I can do all. I think you could do all this. sorts of things. All right, so here's the other thing. Here's the other thing, and you know, I bring in Donnie Burns here when we're talking basketball because he is the basketball correspondent here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and of course on all our sports byline affiliates around the country, and with the American Forces Radio Network around the world. And I want to give a big shout-out. You know, we're talking about Kawhi Leonard. So let's talk about in Texas real quick. Amarillo, Texas is 7.10 a.m. Big shout-out out there. And also in Albaline, Texas on KWKC 1340. You hear that? You got our boy Donnie Burns saying that Kawhi Leonard is the best player in the NBA. Now... Donnie, the NBA is not the only place basketball is being played. In the world. That's right. I know your AAU team is still doing big things. It's about to travel, hopefully, for their uh, for their tournament. But we have been talking about this big three league that, I got to be honest, Don, we've been excited about, right? Oh, of course. I'm ready. I need to hear this roster because, right. like I was telling so you, check I, this I thought out. they were picked already. So check this out. No. Well, we have been following. We've been following the big three. We announced when the captains were announced. We announced when the coaches were announced. But they had their combine and their draft. This weekend, remember I had, um, 
We had Michael Rappaport being very excited that he would be covering the big three as a, you know, sideline reporter. But I sent you, Donnie, you know, uh, already uh, a tweet that I retweeted the big three, you know, had their draft. So let's uh, let's talk about some of these teams, because I think, you know, I don't know everybody here, but I think you might, Donnie. And I think these are shaping up to be interesting. Let me tell you, first of all. I have decided that there are three teams out of the eight that I think are going to contend for the championship. Let's hear them. The three-headed monsters. Captain Richard Lewis, co-captain White Chocolate Jason Williams. You know who their first draft pick was? Who? Kwame Brown. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The bust Kwame yep, Brown? Yep, the bust Kwame Brown. Oh, but you got Rashad Lewis and Jason Williams in the backcourt already. You get Kwame Brown in the frontcourt. You know who else they have in the backcourt on the three-headed monsters? Ooh. Mahmoud abdul Rauf. If that guy can't create his own shot, remember when Curry was blowing up like last year, people thought he was like a Mahmoud Abdul Raouf creating his own shot. They also got a guy named Eddie Baskin. I don't know who that is, but the coach is the glove, Gary Payton. I like the three-headed monsters. And maybe Kwame Brown in this three-on-three setting can control the middle and be an inside force. Yeah, well, that'd be the first for him. All right. I also, I love this lineup of the killer threes. The killer threes, first of all, Captain Chauncey Billups, co-captain Steven Jackson. You ready for who they draft? Drafted. Someone who probably can fight. Yeah, yeah. They drafted Larry Hughes. <laughs> they drafted Reggie Evans. And to fit your culture that you were talking about, you know who their player coach is? Who? Charles Oakley. You know that was probably Steven Jackson's all that's all his idea. It might be, it might be, but I like that team. And then if you want to see a physical team, check out the trilogy. My other choice. Because I don't know how this three on three is gonna go. I don't know if it's gonna be space and shoot. And then I love teams with like Rashad Lewis or Mahmoud Abdul Raouf, you know. But if it's if 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 it comes into a little bit more old school and banging, then I like the trilogy. You ready for this? Captain Kenyon Martin, co-captain Al Harrington, coach Rick Mahorn. So, you know, first of all, Rick Mahorn has coaching experience from the WNBA. I think that's very interesting. And they had the number one overall pick in this draft, Donnie. You know who they drafted? You ready for this? Somebody that I think could probably still get it done. They drafted number one overall, the trilogy, Rashad McCants. Wow, that so that what each team has four players? Five. Each five. team has five. Each okay. team has five. So the trilogy is <sighs> Kmart, Al Harrington, Rashad McCants. They also drafted James White and Dion Glover, coached by Rick Mahorn. See, here's my thing. I'd probably go with the first team, and that's the three-headed monsters. Yeah, that's because a lot of people don't know Rashard Lewis can score. Yeah, man. Like, and he's gonna have Jason Williams delivering yeah, him the rock. He can score like for real. What so about Tri-State with Jermaine O'Neal and Bonzi Wells? They drafted Lee Nalen, coached by Dr. J. They also have Xavier Silas on their team. What about the power? Corey Maggette and Katino Mobley. They drafted Jerome Williams, Deshaun Stevenson, and they're going to be coached by Clyde Drexler. But And check this out. And check this out. The Ball Hogs. Brian Scalabrini <laughs> and uh, Coach Rick Barry. They're sending a message with that team. When we come back, I have a couple of endorsements that I want to get Donnie Burns' thought on. And we might even have my boy Mikey Florio join real quick. It's Dave Martinez Speeds, the spitting statistician. You're listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Don Burns, Dave Martinez. Come on right back after this. Aha!
Ooh, baby, I like it raw. Apropos with my man Donnie Burns on the ones and twos. It's your boy, Speeds, the spitting statistician on the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Coming up next, though, if you stay tuned on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you got my boys, Mikey Florio and the Fantasy Jesus, Joe Galena. They're going to be breaking it down, giving you everything you need to win your leagues and win their cash. They got a special guest also. I think they're going to go deep into the Mets issues. Uh, you know, that medical staff is crazy. We got a couple polls up there. First of all, thanks everybody for voting on that FNTSY radio Twitter poll. Also, you can follow me at Spittin' Speeds. The one question we had was, do you like what your NFL team did in the draft? 55% of you say, yes, I like the plan. I don't think there's any Chicago Bears fans among that 55%, but that's another issue altogether. And then, you know what? I got my boy Joe Galena getting set up for fantasy first look. Here is our second poll question. I'd love to get your thoughts on it real quick. We asked people which unavailable star would you want to keep on your redraft roster the most? And the options are Madison Bumgarner, Noah Syndergaard, or Starling Marte. If you only had a spot for one of them on your redraft league, which would you be keeping the longest and why? Joey Galino, Fantasy Jesus. Mad Bum. He's saying Mad Bum. Why? Well, I feel that he's been a top pitcher for several years, and the injury that that took him down this year had nothing to do with his arm and uh, he's still young enough I know that some people worried that he's throwing a lot of innings but I think he's going to be a good pitcher for years to come he pitches in a great ballpark as well that is the kind of analysis you get out of the fantasy Jesus. He wants Mad Bum back. Mikey Florio also thinks Mad Bum should come back. I'm a little bit different. I would take the commodity of the hitter, knowing that he will be a reasonable facsimile of himself when he returns. Guys like Mad Bum and Syndergaard, whatever the timetable is, then they're going to have to work themselves back up into shape. If you can get around the moral concerns, I would take Sterling Marte. But, uh, you know, you don't want to hear from me anymore. You could hear from these guys on Fantasy First Look. Up next on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, I'll I'll be back tomorrow, 7 o'clock, same bat time, same bat channel. Your boy Dane Martinez speeds the spitting statistician. Donnie Burns will be holding it down with me as well. We talk new endorsement deals from the kids in the draft. Come on back tomorrow. Dane Martinez, Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.